1: Welcome to the off-menu podcast, taking the white bread of conversation, spreading on the butter of humour, slicing the cheese of the internet, and adding a healthy dose of the pickle of friendship, James.
2: That sounds like a cheese and pickle sandwich to me. Cheese and pickle podcast. That is a gamble. My name is James Acaster. Together we own a dream restaurant, and every single week we invite in a guest and ask them their favourite ever. Start a main course dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week, our guest is... C-MAT.
1: C-MAT, a brilliant musician. She's got a brilliant album called Crazy Mad for me.
2: Don't forget the comma, Ed. And Crazy Mad is one word. Crazy Mad mad for
1: me. Very good. Thank you very much. She is touring later this year as well, James.
2: Yes, very exciting. The the album's great. You should check it out if you haven't heard it. Absolutely. You should go and get tickets to the tour as well.
1: Yes, and I am reliably informed that she is a foodie, James. She knows her stuff.
2: Yes, which is that's very important for the touring life, of course. So yes. hopefully that will serve her well on the road. We'll hear all about that. I mean, I hope that we get some dishes from around the world, maybe, if it's a touring musician. She's travelling around. But we are big fans of CMAT, sure. So, so are all of our girlfriends.
1: And so are all of our girlfriends.
2: This is for you. This is for you.
1: we dedicating this to our girlfriends, are we?
2: Yeah, your wife, Benito's civil partner. <laughs> 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 and my girlfriend what a complicated just the women in our lives is for you we, we couldn't do this without you <laughs> we love you you changed our lives
1: <laughs> I can't wait for you to win an
2: Oscar yeah
1: would you do that in your Oscar speech
2: I would do yeah I'd do that in my Oscar speech yeah yeah I'd say for for all of our partners yes yeah yeah for Ed Gamble's wife we couldn't do what we do without you
1: the great Benito civil partner that? yeah yeah and my girlfriend I couldn't do what I did without you yeah
2: yeah yeah I love you, you, changed my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if C-Mats has a secret ingredient that we have pre-agreed upon, yep. then she will be kicked out of the dream restaurant. And look, often it's an ingredient we think is disgusting, but sometimes it relates directly yes. to the guest's work. Uh, and it's one of those today because the secret ingredient is KFC. KFC, K-F-C. K-F-C. I didn't know you were going to do it like that. I didn't know you were going to go KFC because no one says it like that. What? Everyone K- says it like that. Do you?
2: So is that in Kettering?
1: Is it? Yeah.
2: Kettering fried chicken. K-F-C. Because the football club are called Kettering Town FC. Yeah. K-T-F-C. Yeah. So if you say KFC too fast, people think you go, they mishear it. Yeah. Think you go to the football. So we have to spell that out. K-F-C. K-T-F-C. Well. Kettering fried chicken.
1: Uh, see, Matt has a song called Another Day, brackets KFC. Yeah. I've been to a KFC with you, you before, James.
2: Yep, you filmed me ordering
1: and they told you to stop filming. Yes, they did. Respect to the people at KFC. Full respect. We couldn't do what we do without you. <laughs> we love you so much. You changed our life. This is the off-menu menu of C-MAT. CMAT.
2: Welcome, CMAT, to the dream restaurant. Hiya. Welcome, CMAT, to the dream restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time.
3: C- cool, thank you. <laughs> have you? Do you yeah. Have you known who I am for some time?
1: Since before you were born. Oh. Well, James is a genie, so he sort of hovers above all of time and space.
3: Yeah. Do you know my mum?
1: Yeah. What's her name? D-Mat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't
1: be D-Mat, though, should it? It should be B-Mat. Fuck.
3: Why? Why B-Mat? She
2: because she's like before c before, before um, C-mat in the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, it should be B-Mat, really. And your grandmother yeah. is A-Mat? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's your grandmother. Yeah. I don't know your mum. Do you uh do you know your mum?
3: Yeah. Her name um, is Sinead.
2: Sinead. And yeah. uh what, what what's Sinead into?
3: Um, she loves running. Yeah. Uh, she did loads of marathons back in the day, although her ankles are a bit in bits now because of it. Uh, and she really wants me to not run marathons, which is fine because uh, I wasn't. I don't want to do that. Um, she makes
2: you promise not to run marathons.
3: Yeah, and she loves. Unfortunately, like no, she doesn't love it anymore. But when I was growing up, I mean, if we're going to talk about food, my mother is really not a good cook. Mm-hmm. Bless her, because she was well into the Weight Watchers things. So there was a lot of like pre-packaged food, a lot of curly whirly bars put in the freezer and then smashed up into little bits and we weren't allowed to have them and it was like a Weight Watchers thing where you'd like break up a bit of the chocolate and then have like a little bit throughout the day so that your sweetness was like satiated but you were only having like 100 calories, that kind of thing.
1: Wow, wow. Yeah, curly, uh, when curly when you said curly whirly in the freezer and smashed it up, I was like, that well, sounds quite good. That
3: sounds good if you have it in one go. Yeah, yeah. But or is it a like, on ice cream? You're saving a truth yes. today, yeah. like yeah, yeah. topping on exactly ice cream. Exactly what or I thought. Yeah, straight
2: away. Put it on a Sunday.
3: No, yeah. it's actually <laughs> sadder than that. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like my very intense affinity for food culture and my love of food in general is like a continuing act of like teenage rebellion. Mm-hmm. in a way like I feel like I got really into like weird food really performatively when I was a teenager to be like I'm not like you and then
2: <laughs> and was there any particular bits of items of food that would really stick it to yeah to your ma
3: oh I mean I think she's I, d- I don't think it's sticking it to her anymore because she's like a nice person and is like oh that's great that my daughter likes things <laughs> like she's not yeah, yeah. A, she's not a bitch um no. Am I allowed to swear on this? Party?
0: Yeah, yeah, you okay. go for it.
3: She's not a fucking I
0: bitch.
2: <laughs> I wasn't saying she was a
3: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you calling Sinead a bitch?
2: Unbelievable! And <laughs> think
1: Sinead was a bitch. Seema's been on here for three minutes and you've called her <laughs> mum a bitch.
3: Uh, she is weird. No, She's not. She's laden. But I feel like anything, and this is a word that my boyfriend uses all the time: unctuous. Uh-huh. Anything mm-hmm. unctuous, do you know, butter, butter, stock, mm-hmm. salt, like anything that's like absolutely laden with fat was like illegal in like Ireland diet culture world of the like 2000s to early 2010s. Mm-hmm. So like using butter in general was like, eh, like...
1: It's nice that butter got two shout outs there in the list. Yeah, butter,
3: I, butter. I I can't stress enough the importance of butter.
1: <laughs> you need, I mean, you don't need to tell us, but let's let's yeah. talk about butter for a minute. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah I spend probably an enormous amount of money on butter in my adult life because I like to get the one that's really posh. have you ever seen that video of that French man who owns a butter factory the handmade butter factory no He's but I
2: want to no uh, but I like the fact it's referred to as that video of, like it's something that everyone knows well <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, it's a bit of a sacred text for me because I've probably watched this video easily 200 times in my life and I put yeah. it on when I'm drunk and it's all in French but his name is Monsieur Bordier and yeah. he owns Bordier Butter uh-huh. and every time he talks about butter he starts to cry <laughs> and he like hand cranks it through a, a malaxage machine it's like the only one left it's like yeah. the only original one left yeah. from like the 1500s and he makes his men use it because he's like if there's no love in the butter, then I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. And he genuinely cries about three times during this video <laughs> about how proud he is of the butter that he makes. But
1: it, so his job is to make this butter. He's yeah. making it all day. Yeah. How often does he cry? How do you cry about something you're mm. doing all day? I
3: guess it was like he was being filmed. Mm. And so he was reflecting on his life's work and he was just overwhelmed at how much yeah. he loves his life's work because it is just butter. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: it is absolutely incredible. And you can only really get it in... France, because they don't send it overseas, because they're like, no, that's going to ruin it. Like, it's oh, going to ruin the bad. butter. Yeah. I think maybe you can get it in some dodgy places.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> black, black, black Market Bordier, black yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: Black Market Bordier. <laughs> but it's all handmade. It's all little paddles. And he's like, I could make money. I don't want money. I want to be a nice little man who has nice little butter. And he just what? goes on is and that, on about it. Is that a quote? It's it's like a translation of the French where he calls himself a nice little man and makes nice little butter.
1: Right,
4: and well. again, he's I love
3: intermittently crying during this whole video. Yeah. I will send it to you at some point. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll find it. I'm immediately going to find it afterwards.
1: But Have you had this butter before? No.
3: I haven't. I haven't been able to find it. And I go to Paris semi-frequently because of music and every single time I probably dedicate about a half an hour to trying to just like find, I'm like, okay, I have a half an hour between soundcheck and whatever. Let me walk around and see if I I could probably put more effort in. But I, I think it has to be as magical as... I think it's going to be.
0: But to, yeah. they Some do loads courses. of different
3: flavours. They do, like, seaweed. So you oh, put wow. seaweed wow. through it. And he just like, a chilli butter. He does, like, loads of flavour butters and then, like, salted, unsalted. Wow. I think about it all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and now I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, once on the podcast a while ago, we had uh, Joe Thomas on, and he mentioned a guy called Willie who did a show called Willie's A Perfect Chocolate Christmas. And we ended up doing an episode with Willie and Joe in the future. So... You and the little butter man, maybe we'll do a special in the future if we can track him down.
3: That would be great crack because he definitely doesn't speak English. And I think that Mm. could add a level of uh, tension to the book.
2: But we'll
1: know when he's talking about butter because he'll he'll start crying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: Monsieur Bordier. Oh, what a man.
2: (laughs) Nice little man.
3: I love him so much.
2: Would you say you're crazy mad for butter? This I like the, that the yeah. link, link, What a link. Link, yeah. link Linking into the promo yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's a good link right?
3: I, I thought it was good
2: eh, Not bad It was alright
1: Now, the, But for it to be a good link What would happen there is You'd very then smoothly move into the actual promo yeah, Rather uh, than just talk, talking for ages <laughs> about the link itself Because now it's not a link Now you're going to have to awkwardly gear shift Into talking about the album But I thought you would like pick up the baton The baton the button. Um Okay, I'll pick up the baton. Your new, your new album is yeah. called Crazy Mad for Me.
3: It is called Crazy Mad for Me. And it's been a bit of a wild ride recently because I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to release an album and then it's just going to plop out. And then the people who like me will be like, oh yeah, that's a good album. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just continue on. But it seems, I think because of a couple of television appearances that I've done recently, that there is now like 10 times the amount of people looking at and listening to me And that is a bit uh, terrifying And it keeps me awake at night. It's weird
1: that <laughs> sort of thing isn't it Because yeah. like I think I think we all get that Working in like creative industries Where you've got people Who really like Really like your stuff Yeah And you're like great Well they'll, they'll enjoy something I do Yeah And the aim should be For more people to see it But then you're like Oh no other people Strangers <laughs> Then it happens
3: And I'm like fuck Yeah
1: more <laughs> ca- And it's more ca- more casual people Who might just end up going Oh have a little listen to this
3: Yeah And I think it's an interesting one because like what I do is definitely niche. Like I find it even funny that I'm on like this podcast doing things that normal people who have normal jobs in media do because I don't really consider myself in that bracket of people, if you know what I mean. Because my music is like weird, but then people seem to be enjoying it. So I don't really know what's going on. (laughs) Like I have songs about like Vince and company and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And then it's also about me cutting all my hair off when I lived in Manchester, and then taping it to the wall because I had a complete mental breakdown. And it's also country music, but it also sounds like meatloaf. So it's like, I don't, like, I, I, just, I find the whole thing that's been happening recently very puzzling because I didn't think it was going to happen. Well, what
1: people, I mean? you know, I guess a lot of people will have done all those things
2: separately, maybe one of those things. And people like country music, yeah, people like meatloaf. Like, you know, loads of massive pop stars are weird and sing about weird things. And, like, now genre is, like... Not even a thing. People do mash up stuff now, so people are way more open now to yeah. to things like that. Yeah, you know, it's great.
3: Yeah, it is great. It is great, but it's it's just in. Uh, it feels like it's now starting to move out the niche, and I'm like, what? Uh, mm. What is this then?
2: I think the big leap is like when you say like ten times as many. Yeah, that's not like because I think what we've experienced as comedians is like by increments each yeah, time, tiny mm-hmm. increments. So we've never had a. I've never had it. I've never experienced what you're talking about, where suddenly it's like, bam, like 10 times as many people. And that is like and mad. What,
3: what's weird is that's happened in like the last two to three weeks, right? Like I also mm. had that incremental build. Like I've been working for years with nothing happening. And then first single as CMAT, like had like a little bit of a, like, you know, there, I probably had 3000 followers or something like that. And everyone was enjoying it. It was having a great time. But like two weeks ago we were on, the Graham Norton show and it's mm. literally been nonstop since then. And that's been crazy. Cause I just like hang out in my house and do things. And then my mom would be like, This person was talking about you and this person was talking about you and this person was talking about you. And I'm like, great.
1: <laughs> that's when that's when you know things have got bigger. If you, your your mum knows people who are talking about you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: The re, the way that I know that I've truly I'm on the road to making it is that my local pub, Brady's in Dunboy, and Dunboyne, shout out Brady's in Dunboy, and Dunboyne absolute best pint of Guinness in probably the world 100 million wow, percent wow. Dumboyne County Mead they have all these like cabinets in the pub it's like a long pub they have all these cabinets in the pub and like framed photographs on the wall and it's all just like do you know GAA it's like no. Irish football oh,
4: yeah. it's like Gaelic football yeah.
3: Irish football so there's like GAA teams Hurling teams another Irish sport there's like a rugby player called Trevor Brennan who has his own cabinet because he's won loads of trophies playing for Ireland. But he's not even from Dunboyne, so I don't even really know how he got there. But all <laughs> these in, And now there is me.
1: Got your own cabinet. The,
3: I don't have my own cabinet, but I'm working towards it. One I've day. been I've been considering, because I have a lot of trophies and stuff, right? Because mm. I've got two number one album trophies now and I've got a Choice Music Prize. And I'm kind of just like, if I just give them all to Brady's in Dunboyne, will they give me a cabinet? Will they kick out Trevor Brennan and give me my own cabinet? Because that, for me, is the mark of success.
1: Kicking out yeah. Brendan. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, kicking out the rugby players and the guy ladies man. team. Get out of there. 1996. <laughs> no one
2: remembers you. Yeah. Leave.
3: That's my that's my plan.
2: What do you think you'd have to get for them in order? Because I mean, what you've already listed is enough, but you it know. should
3: be enough. But maybe if I got like. An Ivor Novello or something no, right, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. some songwriting awards or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't
1: feel like that's going to sway them, to be honest. <laughs> no, I don't think the Ivor Novello is what's going to put you over the edge at the at the pub.
3: I think it might be when you play on the Graham Norton show, you get a tote bag that yeah. says the Graham Norton Show on it. <laughs>
1: that's more likely uh, yeah. to be that. If yeah. I give
3: them that, like, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah, and then put stuff inside of it, and yeah.
1: Go, yeah. And you've yeah. Co- you've come on here and said it's the best pint of Guinness in the world. That's yeah.
3: It- genuinely and I don't know if that's because of obviously nostalgia and where it is and what I've never had a better pint of Guinness in my life and I've drank a significant amount of Guinness in my life. I've never had a better pint than in Brady's.
2: Is that where you had your first pint of Guinness was in Brady's?
3: No, I don't think ah, so. I would no. have had I would have had it in Whelan's in the, yep. the music pub in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. Definitely would have had my first pint in Whelan's. And not enjoyed it that much. But Guinness is an acquired taste. So when mm. you first drink it you're like, this is disgusting. Right. Why do families get ruined by it? Um and then <laughs> sorry, I don't know why that's the thing my mind. Why our entire empire is built on this horrible black liquid. And then it it takes you.
1: Well, I mean, my my first pint in Guinness would have been in a terrible pub in London. Yeah. Ugh. And I was still like, hey, this is nice. So imagine what imagine what I'm gonna be like if I go to Brady's.
3: Have you ever had a pint of lid. Guinness in yeah. Ireland? Yes. Okay, well then you probably I have have some had some approximation of a good pint of Guinness. Because I was worried yeah. that you've only drank it in London.
1: No, and I've I've drunk I've drunk it in nicer places in London as well where everyone says it's better. But also I've had it in Ireland and it is, you know, it probably is better, but I'm starting to think that's a myth.
3: It's not a myth. It's no. actually the fucking truth. And I mm. I will not sit here and listen to an Englishman tell me ah. that. Yes. There's no discrepancy between quality of Guinness, yeah, country sure. country, because there is. But what is it? What I was, was it? trying to
2: remember, because I, I, I was like, I've had a conversation with someone recently who insisted that it's not different. And who was it? And I've just remembered it was Ed. I, I choose violence sometimes, and that's... I was uh, and I t- opposing I t- his t- point of view.
3: Well, thank you, James. For... And,
2: along with my friend who insists it's different, and always, um, when they say they're going to go to Dublin, they always um, put on an Irish accent and say, I'm going to have a pint of the, the black stuff
3: Okay Well that I'm not loving But no, thank you for your General Irish solidarity That's not
2: Ed But that's, that's, that's a friend of I'll tell
3: you why I
1: started Rebelling against this point <laughs> of view Because In England mm. Eng, That's something that English wankers say Where they're having a pint of Guinness And they'll go I'll tell you what It's much better in Ireland Actually you, You've not had Guinness Unless you've gone to Ireland mm. Like tossers say that
3: Okay I, I see that mm. I see that However It is Because there's two things in it right. One is travel time. Mm. Guinness has to be like fresh. Mm -hmm. It has to like be quite fresh. That's why I was just in Chicago recently and they've just gotten a Guinness brewery. I think it's the first one outside of Dublin. They built it in Chicago, which is absolutely hilarious to me that they were like, "Mm, it's going to be Chicago. But also because of the freshness, you need to get rid of the keg quite quickly. It can't Mm -hmm. sit there, right? People very predominantly only drink Guinness and Beamish and Murphy's, the three big stouts. Like it will be the only thing they drink. So you can get rid of a keg in a day yeah, in a yeah. pub in Ireland, right? Which means that it's just like staying nice and the tap is running. Whereas in London, you could have a keg sitting there for a week. It's just not gonna be good. It's
0: that's just interesting. not gonna be good. Yeah. I think
3: that's the bi- I think that's actually the bigger point is like it's mm. not getting run through quick enough. Also, r- last point three Guinness, unbelievable ingredient in food. Mm. Two of the nicest home cooked dishes I've ever made in my life was like a Guinness cake and a Guinness stew. But the Guinness Mm. stew, I'm not going to lie, had at least a half a block of butter in it as well. (laughs) Like easily, easily a half a block, maybe close to a full block of Kerrygold, which is absolutely lip butter as well. But yeah, it's an unbelievable ingredient. I completely
1: agree. I've made Guinness stews before. I made a Guinness Mm -hmm. chocolate cake on Celebrity Bake Off.
3: Did you? Yeah, I love it. Ooh. Absolutely love it. What else did you make
1: on Bake Off? Yeah, uh, I made some gingerbread uh, skull biscuits that didn't quite work out there a bit was too. Was it
3: thin gingerbread or was it thick gingerbread? It was
1: thin, but they uh, they had to have like little, you know, when you crush boiled sweets and put them in to make a little window. So they had like red boiled sweets eyes. Oh yeah. But um. I think I just didn't put them in, in the oven for long enough, so they're a bit they're a bit cookieish, mm. um, which was a shame. And then we had to do. Uh, raspberry donuts for the technical which we we all fucked up massively.
3: That's really hard. Yeah. Have you uh, sorry I'm going to go off on a tangent now because you said gingerbread and gingerbread has been my favorite thing in the world. Have you ever had? Have you ever have you ever been to Cumbria? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are you aware that William Wordsworth's sister invented a patented type of Cumbrian gingerbread that you can still only buy from this one bakery in Cumbria? i tell you what. In Grasmere. It's I've never Grasmere known. God, I wasn't
2: in my cupboard at home.
3: Isn't it unreal? It's good stuff. I ordered two boxes of it for, because we just did a week of rehearsals because we're yeah. going on tour next, in like a couple of days. I ordered two boxes of it to satiate the crew and the band and just every so often when someone looked like they were going to kill each other, I would just like force feed them some raspberry <laughs> gingerbread. And they are like, mm, that's so delicious. I was like, yeah, I know it is. <laughs> Distraction tactic. But also the nicest shit I've ever had in my life.
1: I did not, I did not know this.
3: It's really it's good. Fun. It's really, really good. Do you know as well, she sells, ooh, she's dead. It's Sarah Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's long gone. because in was, peace. May she rest in peace. They sell, because it's covered in this like crumbly breadcrumb, gingerbread yeah. breadcrumb thing. They sell big bags of just those crumbs for three pounds so you can make it in like a cheesecake wow do you know like you can make a cheesecake with that or you can sprinkle on top of other things or That's just great. unreal it's only three straight, pounds
1: straight in yeah. the mouth right well, you buy I was crumbs, say. Yeah, yeah, doing. Yeah, no yeah. one's made a fucking yeah. cheesecake with that.
3: <laughs> no i would be shoveling straight into my mouth
1: <laughs> yeah do you know it's what? great stuff this is just really a, this is about crumbs You'll okay, love this story, so I'm not sure I've told it on the podcast before. I don't remember a crumb story. My wife told me the other day that when she was a little kid at nursery and primary school, yeah. that if it was someone's birthday, that a cake would get brought in. And rather than just everyone getting a slice, uh, the teacher would make it into crumbs and then make all the kids sit there with their mouths open like that and then drop the crumbs into their <laughs> mouth and it was called birdie crumbs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I do love that. <laughs> yeah, of course I love that. Yeah,
3: that is really disturbing. It's
2: pretty disturbing when Why you think about they it, do isn't that? it? Yeah.
3: Was there other adults
1: around?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's but like all the would... kids are lined up with their mouths open and birdie crumbs. I definitely don't think any teacher would do that now, even though no. it's not <laughs> technically no. There's no... out of order. <laughs> I think you would still be like, I feel like I'm pushing some sort of boundary here. <laughs> like it would be
3: uh, one thing if they've like, you know, gotten, you know, like when you sh- when you pull meat and you like shred it with it. Mm. Right, say they get the cake, they shred it up and then they like get a spoon and spoon it onto individual plates and then the sure. kids do the birdie crumbs themselves. Yes. But you're telling me that an adult yes. human
1: went along the line Made and did the children
3: crumbs. stand in yeah. a line yeah, yeah, yeah. and feed them...
2: Birdie crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, thats the bit. They that's may as the well bit. chew
3: it and then spit it into their mouths yes. like a fucking birds. Like, like, what's bird. going on? Yeah, yeah, pretty
2: <sighs> weird. Yeah, like the Starlings. Starlings
3: do that? that. Ace Ventura does
2: that. Yeah, Ace Ventura does it in the second film.
3: That film hasn't aged well no. at all. No, it's really no, no, no.
1: bad. No, neither of them have aged well. They no, both of both of them got some. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. Jim
3: Carrey hasn't aged well in general. Like not physically. Physically, I think he looks he looks, great. looks he looks fabulous. He looks yeah. great. Jim,
2: good. you look great. <laughs> <it>?
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we always start with still a sparkling water, Seamat. Matt. Do you have a preference?
3: Still, I'm not a psychopath. No? I want okay. still water with my meal. Yeah. yeah. I I really, really dislike fizzy water. I will only have it in the context of, is there a half of a lemon squeezed in? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's lemony mm. and fizzy and there's like a flavour there. Otherwise, I feel like something bad is happening in my brain when it's in my mouth because it's wrong. Right. Like you don't expect it to sparkle, do you know?
2: Even if you see it coming and you know it's sparked and more, you don't it? expect it?
3: You don't expect it because no. it's water. It's sure. supposed to satiate you and it's supposed to run through your body in a normal way that doesn't cause discomfort or stress, but Got it you. does when it's fizzy.
1: So even yeah. if you know it's fizzy, yeah. they brought it, they poured it in the glass, you know it's going to be fizzy, your body still goes, hang on, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, mm. it,
3: it go, it's not right. In the, and as well, like the point of water with your meal is to like help digestion. Mm-hmm. Fizzy water, it just does, It feels counterintuitive and it doesn't feel neutral. It's supposed to be a neutral delicious substance that brings health and vitality and fizzy water is like eating tv static or something it's just mm. it's it's wrong i know a lot of people use that comparison but it's right yeah yeah, yeah. or white noise bleh, you know not good sorry i've made a lot of noises <laughs> no in it's great phone. we
2: love it's it it's a podcast it's, it's, a, a, it's yeah. an audio medium yeah <laughs> the more noise is the better is that
3: a noise you know when yeah. they, you'd be that little
2: clown horn yeah. you'd be Jim Carrey although yeah. you did it with two hands there <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah but yeah yeah. Um, yeah that's another noise
2: another horn I think the mask does that noise yeah does yeah. the mask age well
3: oh uh, I don't know but Cameron Diaz is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen yeah that, on was big, that was big, screen big film in that. for me I think that's the best a person has ever looked yeah, in yeah. a film is Cameron Diaz in that movie walking
1: into the bank yeah yeah when she walks to the bank yeah first She's... appearance
3: I love her She's yeah. married to a good Charlotte. Do you know that? She
2: is. I didn't know she was married to one of the good Charlotte. She's Charlottes married though. to... It's
3: standing the test of time. that They've been together well, for like yeah. 15 years, which is, is Benji, like 70 Benji years. And, I think
1: she's married to Benji. Yeah. yeah. Ed, Ed, is it Ed's, Benji or Joel. You've yeah. stumbled and, into Ed's area of expertise. Yeah? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, no, also, I, I did know that because I've just started watching the new series of Ink Master and Joel Madden is the new host of Ink Master. And well.
3: is that the Cameron Diaz one?
1: No, I think that's the other one. That's
3: the Nicole Richie one. Because the other one's married to Nicole, Nicole Richie. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: a Nicole oh. Richie one. Yeah. yeah. The good Charlotte boys have, you know.
3: I bet they're yeah. charming as hell. Yeah. You gotta be funny and charming as hell to keep up with the wondrous master that is Cameron Diaz.
1: But also they, you know, they're known for believing that girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. So they must feel on edge every that day. That's one of the yeah. few good Charlotte songs yeah. I know. And actually.
3: they've both married women who are definitely infinitely wealthier than them. So that's just to show so, you what's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love them. <laughs> I actually love them. They seem like such good vibes.
1: Yeah, I went to a CD UK special recording of Good Charlotte. Wow. They only did three songs. That's so going all the way to Daly. Yeah,
3: Dealey.
1: Cat Dealey UK. Yeah. Mm. Right? Isn't that Kat what
3: Daly-Daly. that was?
1: I don't think it. Did it stand for Cat Dealey UK? That's going to blow my mind if it did. She was on it now. She was the host, yeah. I thought that's I why know, it was what?
3: called CD UK. There was Cat Dealey UK. I thought it was just what CD
1: because CDs had music
2: on them. Yeah, but or was that also a double meaning? D- think... it works on two levels. Wow. There you go.
3: Love her. Queen of Ireland.
2: I wrote a poem for it once, sent it into SMTV. Hang on, what? Hang on. Did you? Yeah. James, why have you never told me this? I thought you knew. (laughs) I thought you knew that.
1: No. Can you remember any of the poem and I need to yeah, know? I remember the whole thing, but I'm not gonna recite it. Recite you, it. James. Recite it. You've it's already you've already told us that you wrote a poem to Cat Dealy. Was so. it like
3: was it like very was it giving William Wordsworth or was it giving like Andrew Man Clay or something?
2: Sure. A little bit of a crossover, I guess. <laughs> I thought uh it was gonna be like a funny poem, but I think it came off Was it horny? Quite horny. <laughs> Well, I was just very <laughs> earnest. Like I was in, you know, it was, I was in, I was 11. That's it. Wrote fair the poem, sent it in. Benito, can we book Cat Dealy for Daly. this podcast, please? I've met her before. She's great. Well, let's not talk about booking other guests we're midway through. Well, no, I think we're going to have to in the You're room. just going
3: to have to bring me back when she's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'll be like, like hello. pop or bread? pop or bread, see, Matt? pop or bread?
3: Bread? Yeah. Obviously. I mean, with my meal. Papa Doms are delicious and I do love them. Yeah. But with my meal that I have in my head planned out for today's events, it's got to be bread. Yeah. Also, I, I love bread. Maybe it might seem obvious, but mm. a lot of my tastes lie in French stuff, like mm-hmm. French food, I think is like my general food taste. And like, oh my God, 90 cent baguette that you just get in any fucking boulangerie in like any part of northern france and it like it like cracks do you know and it goes like that and then i'll eat a whole thing i'll eat a whole yeah, thing yeah yeah unreal
2: so if you if you went to a boulangerie in paris and you're walking back to your house to, with the bread mm-hmm. and it's sticking out the top of the packet do you wait until you get back to where you are or, or are you going to bite the top off on your way back
3: absolutely not i'm going to bite the top off yeah I'm going to do that thing where it's like under my arm, it, poking out of a tote bag, realistically, yeah, right? like yeah. quite a deep tote bag. It's Brand coming Norton up here and I'll be walking and maybe I'm using my phone. maybe I'm Like, uh,
0: like yeah, that yeah. movement
3: Great. where it's like tucked in, but it's like hands-free access to the baguette, I think.
1: Yeah. I love is, that you're on the phone while this is happening as well. Yeah.
2: You're on the phone too.
3: Doing, I'm just doing business.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bobstar. I'm a busy woman. I'll be like, yeah, I want all those uh, sheets on my desk by Monday. <laughs>
1: You know, the person on the other end is going, see Matt, did you just buy a baguette?
3: <laughs> see but, Matt,
1: yeah. Be honest. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did. And I do it again. Are yeah. we uh, Are we going with the Monsieur Bordier butter? with Or the Kerrygold?
3: Oh, I mean, listen, Kerrygold is absolutely fabulous. And it's tried and tested. But I think because this is my dream... And I haven't had it yet. I'm going with the Bordier butter. You've
1: got to go Bordier butter. I'm actually, butter. I'm going
3: with, right, this is what I imagine, because I know he has lots of different butters. I'm imagining like a plinth, a plank. You would have on a plank, wouldn't you? Um, You know, sorry, that's a... <laughs> Have you ever seen that episode of Come Down at Me with the Welsh girl who just uses her hands to toss the chips? No. Um, have you, so she's like from Wales and she just, it was like, for my episode to Come Down With Me, I'm going to go to TK Maxx and buy loads of planks, like wooden chopping boards. So she serves every single mi- dish on a plank.
1: Fantastic. And
3: she keeps going, like, you in a posh restaurant, you would have it on a plank, wouldn't you? You would have it on plank. Yeah. Like, she just keeps saying the word
1: plank. I've not seen that one, obviously... I know all the big hits from Come Dine With Me yeah the sad little life yeah and, uh, little life. got the guy with the whisk in his mouth I but think she's what?
3: a big hit I think I honestly <laughs> yeah, think missed, she's I've coming up the ranks. Yeah. she's a new addition to yeah. the pantheon of Come Dine mm. With Me content but she is definitely she is like stirring the food you know the way you would stir it with like a spoon or a wooden spatula she just has her oven She's doing it with the other. Oh, with the
1: it's even yeah, worse it's with the disgusting. other metal for some reason. It's yeah, so yeah, gross. that's worse.
3: And then she's just fucking everything onto a plank. It's so good. She's like deconstructed Pavlova, yeah. and it's just like like loads of smashed up bits of food on a plank. That's great. And then she gets a bit of sauce and goes like this. And she's like design. <laughs> but anyway, so I would have it on a plank. I would have a little like y selection of different butters, like a butter flight, if you will. Nice. I think. Um. Like seaweed, chilli, salted, unsalted, whatever. And then I would...
2: It's all salted.
3: Maybe instead of spreading, because I'm a freak, I would just like rip off a bit of bread and just like smear it. Do you know what I mean? And just go in. Yeah. I want to taste that butter. You'd have to
1: try it. them all separately first, maybe, yeah. and then do the wipe.
3: Yeah, like get a little spoon and eat like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: Give you unlimited. We'll keep the planks coming. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Also, side note, I was recently in a restaurant in New York And it was a Jewish-Japanese fusion restaurant. And they had like a challah bread, but it was just like a little mini challah bread. And it was absolutely gorgeous, but they served it with a cinnamon raisin butter. Wow. And it it was like a sweet and savory experience that absolutely blew my fucking balls off. It was so good. Like, it was so fucking tasty.
1: They missed the Japanese fusion on that bit. Yes.
3: I don't think there was any Japanese in there. It was just oh. Jewish, but it was absolutely fabulous. Great. It was absolutely fabulous. To be honest, is I can't remember the name of the restaurant. It was a good restaurant. but like I've
1: heard of the place. What's it called?
3: Yeah. Shalom, Shalom Japan. yeah. Shalom,
1: Japan. It
3: was really, really nice. But their version of like, Jewish and Japanese fusion was like, it's a bowl of ramen, but they've just put a matzo ball in it. Like, everything <laughs> okay. else about it is just ramen, but it just has matzo balls in it. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, listen. It
2: sounds good. It was yeah.
3: fucking great. Yeah. Would recommend. But that that bread and uh, raisin and fucking cinnamon, whatever that was, was, so good. But
2: you're going for the French baguette with the plank of butter.
3: I think if I'm on my deathbed, I'm like, give me bread and give me a flight of butter.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. by the crying man.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. That's Would you fine. like
1: the crying man to serve it to you?
3: Who's the crying man?
1: From your videos? What's your your buddy?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) absolutely. fucking And I want him to eat the entire meal with me and tell me stories about his life because I think he's a very interesting man.
1: How quickly would him crying all the time get annoying? Mm.
3: I'd actually probably just start crying with him. I'd go on that journey with him. I'm quite an empath,
1: Mm. you know? Mm -hmm.
3: Like, if he's crying about his life's work, I'd just start crying about my life's work, you know? Like, wow, I'm so proud of that song.
1: And then I think he'd start crying (laughs) about... About that
3: I'm like, as well. Man, do you want to listen to it? I Want to Be a Cowboy Baby? I put headphones on him and he'd be like, Wow, it is so good. I love this song. Um, <laughs> uh-huh.
2: That's
3: my French accent. It's good. It's great. Thank I you. liked
2: it. Eh. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Eh, <laughs> yeah. <ouais.
3: laughs> they make that noise a lot. Yeah,
2: that's that's I said, yes. Eh, ouais. <laughs> yeah. Your dream starter.
3: Okay. My dream starter. Yeah. And luckily, dreams do come true because I think. Oh. I've had this multiple times this year. It's basically interchangeable, but it's the same thing. I've been in two restaurants this year that have served a variation of the same starter, which essentially was an artichoke that is lightly battered in flour, but also Parmesan and then deep fried. Mm -hmm. Lovely. And I've had that in Lena stores, but only in the summer. And then there's a restaurant in Brighton where I live at the moment, called Tuto, Mm. which does approximately the same thing, but it's with broccoli and broccolini. So it's like they, it's genuinely unbelievably good. It's like they just whack the broccolini around in powder and then somehow make parmesan into a powder and also batter, and then they deep fry it and you just eat it as it is. Wow. Bit of olive oil, bit of balsamic, whatever it's. So good. I think something that's very important to me in this life is a filthy vegetable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like a vegetable that has been treated horribly. Yeah, And yeah. it's like all of the health has been removed from it. Sure. And it is just a delicious treat. Yeah.
1: And that I think that's amazing. my dream starter. Yeah. That's
3: really, really, really good. Do you
1: want both of those things on the dream starter? Yeah. You can have the artichoke and the, the broccolini yeah. and broccoli as well. Maybe yeah.
3: like a... Again, a flight on a plank. I think <laughs> I you like the plank. I got a
1: feeling all of this is gonna be on plank.
3: It's all gonna be yeah. a, you, you would you have want, it on a plank, would you?
2: Would you like the Welsh woman yeah. to be Prepare your food?
3: Um, Maybe not preparing my food because I don't Putting really look. No, I actually don't want her touching my food. <laughs> I don't want her touching my food but I would mm. like her to also be at my table with me. Yeah. I think wow. she would be, a, I think she seems like a really nice person. How do you think
1: her and Bordier are going to get on? Yeah. I think
3: they'd have a great time. Yeah. I think the two of them would get, they wouldn't understand a word the other person's saying and they just like have good vibes, you know. It's not really about communication on a verbal language level. It's yeah. just about like vibes. General do you know vibes. What I mean? General vibes. Yeah. And I can kind of sit silently and enjoy my food while being entertained by people I love around me. I think nice. that's like a good vibe at a restaurant. Nice. I yeah. feel
2: like maybe the two of them are quite, you know, polo opposite. Because like he's very meticulous from what you described about how he makes his butter. Mm-hmm. If he saw her with her mitts on, tossing stuff with her mitts on.
3: But. There definitely was a passion in the way that she put everything on a plank. You know, like I think she has a love of food and there is like a a heart and a passion there.
1: Well, he loves planks as well, right? He does. So there's the plank, yeah.
3: He batters the the thing with planks and wood and stuff. Like the the malaxage machine is like just wooden planks just like slapping the butter over and over again like this. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable.
1: So they could chat about planks for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They got that. Or they just point at planks and... Give the thumbs yeah. up.
3: Oh, get a pirate involved
1: that. as well. you don't
2: a pirate there.
3: Yeah.
1: On,
2: on the...
3: And then I'd walk it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, walk the butter plank. And jump into oh, a man. pool of butter. Oh, yeah.
2: I'd hate to walk the plank. Would you? Yeah. Why? I'd be terrified. Yeah, it's not. It, it, it would suck, man. Because, like, I, if you get thrown off the boat, that's bad enough. But, like, if they make you walk the plank, the only point of that is to scare you even more. Yeah. Because they could just chuck you off. But for their entertainment, they make you walk the plank, which yeah, is something yeah. out of order. Pirates haven't
3: been known to be like. Uh, Compassionate that much, though. So it's not shocking that they would make you walk. But this is
1: them at their worst, in my opinion. But they did try and make pirates like jolly and, you know, like Mm. cartoons of them and stuff. And our pirates are a laugh. Yeah. We're still making people
2: walk the plank, which is awful. They were still doing that. Even when it was like Yo, Ho, Ho, and a bottle of rum and we're jolly pirates, they were still making people, pugwash. They were still making people walk the plank.
3: If you think of the time period that we're in, right, Mm -hmm. realistically, pirates, that shit is kicking off about the 1500s, the time of like Magellan, right? Yeah. What else was going on at the time? Well, i, I tell know. you one thing. The English were invading Ireland. That was pretty bad. They oh, were doing yeah. terrible things there. Yeah. But also, just in general, if you were like... a lowly orphan coughing Uh and you're like
4: please sir I've got no money can I steal a loaf of bread from my family
3: and then they catch him Uh this little orphan stealing a loaf of bread they might make him sit on the Spanish donkey or something do you know all that medieval torture stuff that goes on at that time
2: I didn't know about the Spanish donkey
3: it's like a sharp triangular thing that they make people sit on naked and tie ankle weights and then they just slowly split in half what? yeah why like is that a called a Spanish donkey? They put a little orphan boy. I don't <on> that. remember. Yeah, they put a little orphan boy on that. Or they stretch them out until they snap in half I know that as one. well. There's that one. Yeah. Like, there's loads of terrible. Honestly, walking the plank is humane by the standards of like the stuff they were doing to put That doesn't, people doesn't mean I would 15.
2: like it. I wasn't saying like it would be the worst thing in the world. Keel but... hauling is worse, pirate wise. I, just... I don't want to be split in half in a pyramid either.
3: I think that maybe the people of the sea, though, people of the sea might be a bit more they might have like a bit more heart than people of the land mm. you know so I just don't want you to I don't want you to have a bad impression of like pirates and mm. sea people in general from the plant because I think in the context of what was going on at the time you would have had a much worse time committing a crime or getting out of favour with people on land hanged, drawn and quartered they yeah, did that as well way. yeah they
2: did that stuff but then the you know, the pilots aren't even doing it if I've committed a crime, really. They just they they are, don't like though. cut my jib, and they make me walk the plank.
3: If they don't, if you, someone doesn't like to cut of your jib, that's a crime, you know. And you're I mean, stuck that is in literally
2: there. a boat term as well. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is it? It's a sailing term. Yeah.
2: Is it? I just sit on the end of the plank and I refuse to go any further. Well, they would
1: walk down and stab you, mate. That's no, the point.
2: Because I would then I then shake the plank and they'd walk, they'd fall off. And if they every time they try and walk down and get me,
3: drowning must be horrible.
2: Yeah. I, well,
1: keel I, I hauling keel. was something they used to do, where they used to That's tie cool. people to the bottom of the ship and then go along. So you'd drown for a bit, but then the ship would come up and you'd get some air. Then you'd go back down again, and then you keep basically keep going. That's then, so
3: like, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> That's such an embarrassing way to die. Like that is so cringe.
1: Yeah. You get all sliced up by the barnacles on the boat as well. They're not nice guys. No.
3: No. But still again I just have to put my foot down about this within the context of the time mm. the people of the sea were better than the people of the land
2: yeah is it mainly because is this mainly based on the fact that our lot were invading you
3: yeah Yeah. yeah. to be That's honest with enough.
2: you it's fair
3: enough English people love land like do you know what I mean
2: mm. yeah yeah
3: yeah. these love just oh see that bit of land I'm gonna take that
1: I can't deny it I love walking around I love it
3: <laughs> well you can't do that either because all the land in England is fucking privatised you can't even go for a poxy walk without tracks passing yeah. do you know about this like, there's, like, no free land. Like, I, I read a um a, a pamphlet that's released biannually called Weird Walks. What? And I absolutely love it. And it's about people who love going on walks around <laughs> the British Isles. Yeah. Which, listen, I don't love the term, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you are like, oh, I want to go for a walk in the wilderness in England, you're going to be trespassing no matter what you do. Almost yeah. all of the land in England is privatised. So technically, you're not allowed to go and see. Say you have, like, an amazing ported almond from, like, the Iron Age and it's in Canterbury somewhere, you're not actually allowed as a human being technically allowed to go see it because uh, it's illegal.
2: Brigstock Country Park? Is that
3: private? I don't know where that is. No. Brigstock?
2: It's in Northamptonshire. I went there a lot as a kid.
3: I d- is that where you're from? Yeah. I don't even know where that is. Where's that in uh, context of the other places in East England? East
2: Anglia.
3: Where's East Anglia?
2: 20 minutes on the train from Leicester.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so where is Leicester in relation? Midlands. Okay, East I know the West Midlands because I have a friend from Wolverhampton, and he has go. a song about the West Midlands called the WM. Um,
2: the more, more East Midlands, yeah.
3: East Midlands, okay, yeah. okay.
2: So kind of opposite of Wolverhampton. Okay. Bristol Country Parks around there.
3: Okay.
0: Is that private? Uh,
3: very, po- very possibly could be. Very possibly could be. Look at-
0: Ready to pop the question?
2: Your dream main course.
3: Okay, so this is just something I had this year that I was going in the Rolodex of my brain and I was like, what are the best meals I've had this year? And one just kept popping out of me over and over again. I was like, okay, this is the best meal I've had this year. The best main dish I had this year was a risotto with poached salmon on top. Doesn't sound that good, right? Doesn't sound spectacular. The risotto was, I believe, boiled in a chorizo stock. So it was set in a chorizo Ooh. stock, right? Yeah. And it would have been, you know, classic risotto where you dice carrots, onion, celery, and then you, you know, toss the everything in a bit of parsley and then you Sorry, ladle the chorizo yeah. stock in. Chorizo yeah. stock, right? But then when it was done, they just fucking stirred in double cream. Mm. So they just stirred double cream through the risotto, right? And that's that's the base.
4: Yeah. Then
3: dotted around, they had like 10 mussels like in the shell, like mussels in the shell, just like dotted around, like real cute, like a little flower. They were delicious. But then the poached salmon on top was unbelievable. And I don't even know how they did it. It was just like the most perfect bit of fish I've ever had in my life. So they poached it and it was a big, massive bit of it. But then they clearly fired and marinated the salmon. So then they fired the skin. So the skin was this perfect crispy like crisp it's like you know when you get really good pork crackling or something yeah Yeah. it was like that but it was this fish skin and it is absolutely the best main course i've had this year it was unbelievably good unbelievably good
1: james's stomach has been going fucking crazy over here yeah with,
2: with that description yeah it's a great description yeah
3: it's really good What, it's did, very you, good what food did you have this? I had it in Paris I had it in a restaurant called you love Paris I love Paris I love Paris for food I love French food because yeah, I yeah. like vegetables and they grow it all there and it's nice do you know what I mean yeah, you don't yeah. have to travel so you don't feel guilty about it every time you have a lemon which I do um, <laughs> do you know because it's come from like South America and I'm like what I'm in Brighton how did it even get here
2: but do you think that comes from the Guinness travelling like, you don't like it if, if food and drink travels? Mm.
3: Yeah, I don't like when food and drink travels. It feels like food colonisation or something. It's like, right, why do yeah. I actually have to have a lemon? Like, I yeah. live in England at the moment. Like, can I not just live without a lemon? You know, mm-hmm. like, maybe give lemons to people who deserve lemons more. You know, unless they grow lemons here. I don't think they really do grow lemons here, do they? I don't no think idea.
1: you can. I don't think the climate's right for lemons.
3: And yeah, I eat lemons all the time. That's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, that's my dream, main dish. Risotto, nice. poached salmon on top.
1: That There's sounds amazing.
3: It is unreal. It's unreal, and that restaurant, it's called uh, Le Restaurant Twenty Four or Le Twenty Four. I, I don't know Le Restaurant Twenty Four. I don't know what Twenty Four yeah. is in French. Okay. That was probably also, and I know it's not important when you're really treating yourself, but it's absolutely one of the like best value meals I've ever had. Like it yeah. was like it was like their what to call it when it's just like a set menu, but they have a word for I it. Think
2: just a set. Uh, you know, menu yeah, du jour or something yeah. oh, is it? it's okay. like starter main course dessert
3: and it's like you don't get any choice it's like this is what uh, you're getting mm-hmm. and it was like 30 euro or something
1: there's mm. so many amazing like bistros like that where you just walk in and like just give me what you got and Did it's just, just incredible
3: yeah I sat outside yes. and it was sunny and I had ran there because I was over the other side of Paris so I was like okay I was into running at the time uh, mm. and then my mother was like stop running your ankles will be fucked uh, so, oh yeah, yeah. But I was running, so I ran from one side of Paris to the other, and life is all about balance. So I was like, I'm going to go eat a disgusting amount of food right Great. now. And then that was, I, now, I sound like a posh person when I talk about food, but it is the thing I probably spend the most money on in my life. I absolutely love food, and I love really good food.
2: I don't think you sound posh. What do you mean?
3: Well, I'm being posh with my food choices, like, do you not think?
2: Paris, Paris comes up a lot.
3: Paris does come up a lot, oh, but I am yeah. over there for work all yeah, the yeah.
2: time. It sounds like you like good stuff. Yeah.
3: Also, I travel a lot, right? And I don't get to make my own food most of the time Mm -hmm. because I'm constantly, constantly on tour. So I have to have someone make me a meal that is actually nice and not terrible and full of grease, or I will, my whole day will be ruined. Mm -hmm. Like, if I eat a meal and I've spent money on it and it's just like a crap Nando's, I will genuinely be upset for the rest of the day and it will affect my mood very poorly for the rest of the day. So I've had to get smart. And the Michelin Guide app, Mm -hmm. do you use the Michelin Guide app? No. It is... It has changed my life forever. That is maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but I actually don't think it is because it is so good. You basically, wherever city you're in, you go on the Mission Guide app, you set the setting to like, They have like these little euro signs. It's like one euro, then two euro signs, then three euro signs. You basically only want to go to the one or the two. You don't Mm -hmm. you want to do the first two brackets because everything after that gets a bit nuts, you know, crazy food people. I I love that. I I think it's worth but you know, if you're out and about day to day, you don't wanna be You don't
1: want a twelve course tasting menu that costs eight hundred quid. No,
3: you don't. You don't. Mm. So that's how I find loads of my restaurants. And that was how I found... I was like, right. stopped running and I was like, okay, let me see what's open. And it was like five minutes away from opening that place. And I was like, cool, I'll just walk over there. And I had right. literally the nicest fucking meal Wow, of my life.
1: that. Oh, ever had. I was doing that. Because yeah, yeah.
3: it's not just people... It's not just places with Michelin stars, yeah, it's like, right? It's just like yeah. things that are on the yeah. guide yeah, yeah, yeah. and bib gourmand. What are you yeah. looking
2: for? Man? Dream side dish.
3: So side dish, much like in the, with the starter, I, I have a general shape of the side dish, but I haven't locked in like the exact one, but I kind of know what it is. I love butter beans. Okay. Right. And butter beans boiled in like a delicious stock with like vegetables throughout as a side dish is like my favorite one. I can think of two examples. One is that like one day I walked into my friend's mom's house in York, Florencia. Shout out Florencia Clifford of Partizan, Um, And I forget the name of her new restaurant. I'm not gonna lie. she would probably fucking kill me for that. But, you know, the two places that Florencia looks after in York are unbelievable. But she was just making like a home cooked meal that day. And I walked in and she was like, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah. She's like, here, just have this. It's just like sitting on the stove. And it was like a butter bean stew with like, I think, again, a chorizo stock, but like a bit of fish stock in it as well and then like loads of veg and like spinach throughout and then you just have it with a bit of bread it's unreal and then the other day i was in i'm gonna try and remember the name of this pub off the top of my head it's near stockwell in london i believe it's also like a gastropub that is like posh vibes the canton arms canton Arms I was gonna oh. say Do you that's know the, the canton one arms? The, yeah yeah, yeah. So I had like um it was like mutton I'm pretty sure it was like just a chop of mutton but it had butter beans in like a green kind of so I actually genuinely don't know what it was I think there was like apple in there it was like wow. apple and celeriac mm. and then also like some kind of meat stock that it was boiled in and that was, like, on the side of the mutton chops and it was fucking unreal. Like, the beans were actually arguably nicer than the chops. Quite French, again.
1: This is yeah. sticking with the theme, yeah. The first time we've had butter beans. Butter beans, yeah. on the podcast.
4: Mm. I used to
1: hate butter beans, but I think yeah. the first time I had, like, a proper, like, cassoulet in, in France, I was like, oh, no, this yeah. is how you do beans. Yeah,
3: that this is the thing. You have to make them dirt. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to make them a bit, like, mm-hmm. you have to really... Because obviously butter beans, there's a lot of foods that are unfortunately very wrapped up in like diet culture. So they're just foods you would never touch in a million years because it's like, you know, I think beans is a good example. Like people were always doing like skinny beans and like, mm. you know, mm, it's so good for digesting skinny beans. Like mm, you just like doing in a bit of cin, 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 cin. you know, whatever, like uh-huh. doing it in the skinny way, like sti- or even like as an example, like the the poached salmon, like poached salmon for me, is like associated with you also do with a bit of steamed rice and like steamed yeah. carrots sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. and no flavor and no nothing or whatever whatsoever, right? I think butter beans get that unfair rap because they're kind of tied up with like 2000s diet culture because people would always like lob them into a salad as like mm-hmm. the protein and carb. Um, yeah. But if you absolutely just boil them in like butter and a meat stock and then diced roasted vegetables throughout bit of spinach in there why not there's your health and you just have that it's absolutely outrageous. I think you had your
2: eyes closed for a full minute
3: I did I did I did did. did. uh, unctuous 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 Unctuous.
2: and you love butter
3: I love butter I love butter do you think
2: that's what led you to the butter bean
3: Maybe, maybe. Uh, Maybe this is like a a patriotism thing deep down. I say deep down, I'm a very patriotic woman because butter is essentially the national dish of Ireland. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that is essentially our national dish because it's in everything and there's absolutely fucking lots of it because we don't really do spices or nothing. And I think that gets a bit of an unfair rap in Irish cooking. I also think the reason I like French cooking is because it's a bit like Irish cooking, a little bit. But they're just like, a b- they got a bit more going on. They got a bit more growing over there. So, yeah, so yeah. they got nicer weather. But like the Irish national dish, I think is ham and cabbage. Or is, what is it? What is the
4: actual oh, really?
3: I don't actually know what the Irish national dish It's going to be like ham and cabbage or Cullcannon or like stew. Maybe it's just yeah. Irish stew. Yeah like that's got a half block of butter in it. If it's a yeah, good yeah. stew, it's got a half block of butter in there. Mm. It's unreal.
1: I'm glad you mentioned Kerrygold as well. That keeps up our run of every Irish guest we've ever had has mentioned Kerrygold. You Carigold. would have been
2: the first not to if you yeah. hadn't done it.
3: Well, that's good. I'm glad. Because the, the thing is, right, respectfully, and again, you know, I love English people individually, right? Love them individually. Mm. Not all, all of them, right? Not all of them, definitely. Yeah, yes. And you know, I don't love every person individually. Some yeah, people Yeah, there, there you oh. go. You know, and I've uh, some of my best friends are English, and
2: oh dear, here we go. <laughs> my,
3: my my boyfriend, my boyfriend Willie, bless him, is English. Yeah, uh, the
2: beetroot loving bastard. Yeah,
3: bless him. He does fucking love beetroots yeah. as well. You know, but I still sometimes struggle with the concept of it overall
2: of English mm. people yeah. just
3: living here yeah. can be mm. a bit difficult sometimes because yeah, yeah. there is just like a thing in the back of my head I'm like like ah! yeah.
0: 800
3: years and where my patriotism really kicks in is in the supermarket because when you go to buy butter the only butter that I can buy in my local supermarket that does not have the Union Jack emblazoned across it <sighs> is a Kerrygold mm. every single other one in the Sainsbury's <sighs> it, like has like some design of Union Jack and I'm just like I yep. can't do it. Like
1: can't yeah, have that.
3: Like Willie, my boyfriend has like a Jack Wills hoodie that mm. has like the Union Jack in the like logo of it across yeah. the front. Not I anymore. Just like purple all the I way just, across. No, I just hit it on him. It's like in my <laughs> attic. In but he doesn't know where's he's always like, where's my hoodie? I'm like, oh, I don't know, babe. <laughs>
1: you should just
2: tell him
3: just wear my Bombay Bicycle Club yeah. hoodie it's fine what,
2: where do you think it is Willie you fucking like, <laughs> you, you know how I feel about the fucking Union Jack and uh, you bought that hoodie yeah. it's
3: so funny and as well like my my old guitar player Josh and he's from Cavan so he should know better but he was cutting around on tour he got on the tour mm-hmm. and I looked at his feet I was like are you wearing a pair of fucking Reeboks man and he was like yeah I am and I was like give me them and I'm quite good at embroidery so you know the way it has a little tiny Union Jack on it uh-huh. I just did an Irish tricolor over them Great. There's just It's just like the little things. And for me, Kerrygold is like the uh, only safe space yeah. of
2: butter in it's England. It's kind of the little thing. But also, I mean, you shouldn't be ashamed of any of this. It's great. But like, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the little things. Because earlier when I said I wouldn't want to walk the plank, your response was you invaded Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, exactly how the conversation went, but that was, uh, that was the heart, uh, that was uh, the heart uh, of the matter.
3: I mean, you didn't.
2: Well, I, can't, I benefited from it. I probably still benefit from it to yeah, this day, I'd say. Yeah so I'm still I'm probably still reaping the rewards of those people doing that
3: Acaster
2: yeah what's that name Anglo-Saxon name uh, kind of northeast of England yeah
3: you benefit I've never
2: done I've never done a family tree thing but I'm pretty sure I benefit from all the bad stuff in the world
3: Gamble Irish go on yeah. <laughs>
2: knew he had it in him <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there but you couldn't wait to be asked yeah You were sitting there going yeah ask me what Gamble means <laughs>
3: We actually, we, like Willie, my boyfriend, we fight about one thing. This is actually disgusting, I'm just going to say it. We fight about one thing, which is that man. So when I first met him, right, he didn't eat food because he'd been on tour for about 11 years. Well, he didn't. No, he really didn't eat food. He wasn't an eater. He was like a smoker and so didn't eat and was like, I'm a starving musician. So he didn't eat any food. And then over the course of being in a relationship with me, his appetite has like quadrupled and now yeah. he eats probably 10 times more than me because he's quite a tall guy and he's mm-hmm. like naturally skinny and I think when those kind of people start eating food they're like oh my god I can't stop because food actually feels good mm. so he eats all the time but now the problem I have is we live together and he wakes up in the middle of the night every almost every single night at 2 o'clock in the morning 3 o'clock in the morning and he goes downstairs <laughs> and he starts eating food and he eats one <coughs> of two things he either eats a bar of chocolate <laughs> yeah. or he eats a block of Comté cheese in its entirety or like half of it at least. Right.
1: This guy's my hero.
3: And when I'm not home, um, which is quite often because of a I'm a, a businesswoman who does business and eats spaghetti.
1: Of
4: course.
3: And um, he will eat this food in bed. Yeah. So recently I was on a call. I was on a FaceTime call with like the producer for fucking Graham Norton or something like very important phone call. And I was in bed because there's other stuff going on downstairs with the I think they were like bringing gear in and out. Mm. And I was in my bed and I found a fucking mouse poo. A mouse poo. A mouse poo. A mouse dropping in my (coughs) fucking bed where I fucking sleep. And I've never had such an argument with someone over something. I was like, this is because you eat cheese and chocolate in bed every night. And then the worst thing was like, I started giving out (coughs) to him over it. So he started like trying to hide his tracks. So. Sometimes I'd get into the bed, and there would be wrappers—like mm. evidence of like wrappers—beneath the pillowcases. Because he's like, he's not done a great like, job he, of hiding his trash. No, sir. no, he's useless at hiding For, his work. in the bin, probably. But yeah. I know, and then even if he remembers, I'll know because the sheets will smell a little bit like cupcake. Oh my
1: god! Are you sure Willie's <laughs> not maniac. a massive mouse? <laughs> this is the, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> this this is the,
3: the theory is yeah. that he's actually because he does kind of do this with his hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: yeah. He does kind of stand <laughs> like this sometimes.
2: Willie, Fine. you've got to sort this out, right? Willie, come on, man. Stop yeah. eating cheese in the bed and attracting all the mice who yeah. love cheese.
3: No, I did. And the other day, I was sitting downstairs <laughs> and he I was up late working and uh, he went to the kitchen to get a cup of tea (laughs) he was like he was like I could feel him like sneaking back upstairs and I looked at him and he had like four biscuits in his mouth but he was holding them in his mouth because he thought like the silhouette of holding biscuits would give the game away he thought I just wouldn't look at him (laughs) and he was literally like (laughs) like biscuits in his mouth and I was like get them fucking biscuits out of your mouth and eat downstairs like a normal person yeah
1: you can't eat
2: biscuits in bed I think all the biscuits in bed yeah god damn it Willie. Your dream drink.
3: Oh, so like with this meal, it's got to be like a dry white wine, Mm. I reckon. It's got to be a Chablis, you know.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Or my actual favourite wine that I drink most weeks is the Kylie Minogue branded Provence Rosé. Not her Rosé Rosé, because that's not as nice Kylie, respectfully. Mm -hmm. But the Kylie Minogue Provence Rosé is like, actually one of the actual nicest provence rosés that you can get in most parts of this country because obviously like i said i'm in france a lot i'm in paris a lot if they give you rosé it's the nicest fucking shit you've ever had in your mm. life it's absolutely delicious but kylie minogue's provence rosé is unreal
1: what would they say in france though if you were like i love kylie's provence rosé they'd
3: probably be like yeah it's absolutely passable Do as like an everyday wine
1: i've never had kylie's rosé I love a rosé
3: The normal rosé isn't as nice It's a bit mm. wet A bit fruity It's not my vibe But her dry Provence rosé Is really really good It's just really drinkable And it's really good at food But in general I love it uh, Chablis
2: What's your favourite Kylie song?
3: Um. Oh my god I love like The wow era Read my lips I'm into you I'm into you Can't resist you So huh? Get me into the shade I love that mm. I also love Obviously Perrault Sorry, I'm just going through Kylie. Yeah. I love Kylie Minogue. Oh, also yeah. better better the devil you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, what else? Oh, she's just got so many good ears, man. She's yeah, yeah. so good. Her, like her songwriting and her the songs that come out of that woman are just like unreal. She's 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 excellent.
2: Or reinventing we herself? Re- do you think, when you <gasps> look at people like that have been going for a long time, do you think, oh, I'm going to have to reinvent myself. Again.
3: But she doesn't reinvent herself to do too much, I don't think. She yeah, doesn't... she's not
2: like, I'm goth Kylie now.
3: No. I mean, well, actually, she did, she did oh, do that. She did do that. They call me the Wild Rose. But my name was Eliza. You was that the Nick Cave stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was the Nick Cave one. What was I saying?
2: Kylie's Wine.
3: Oh, I love it. Provence yeah. Rosé. Love but you would Kylie have now.
2: a Chablis instead?
3: Interchangeable for me. Like, I just... I don't really... I'm not one of these people that's like "Mm, oh my god this is the most delicious wine I've ever had but I love wine within the context of food Mm because I love food and I think wine goes really well with like the fish and the veg and the risotto and all that like I just I I think like a dry wine Mm. dry white wine nice you know I love like a if I was drinking on its own and there was no food involved I love actually I'm kind of a Christmas girly I love a mulled wine I love a hot sweet tart wine with some fucking cloves in there and mm. cinnamon sticks and uh, a bit of orange
1: something. i love a mulled wine I've, yeah. a, I've only got into it in the last few years really mm. but it's yeah lovely. i look forward to it
3: it's lovely
2: i got sent some mulled wine for Did christmas you? last year Did you? didn't use it
0: mm-hmm.
2: the other day i got oh yeah last night, last night. i got home
0: mm-hmm.
2: mulled wine's out the bottle half empty the cat i said to my girlfriend what are you be drinking mulled wine she's like <laughs> no she didn't have a clue we nailed it down to her friend Lauren <laughs> 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 or my mum Oh has just drunk it as is. What, just cold? Not- just out the bottle. Because there's no evidence of mulling going on in the house. Have yeah. you checked
1: for stains? I'll tell you why. No stains anywhere. I love I love mulled wine and I buy bottles from Top, top Cuvée, do their own mulled wine every year. It's good stuff. Ooh. Had it in the wine rack at home. Didn't drink a couple of the bottles. February, I say. Come down into the kitchen, wine all over the opposite wall. Because uh, it's got so much sugar in it, I think. Yeah. Mm. If you leave it in the bottle, it starts to push the cork out. Oh. So don't keep the mould wine.
2: Oh, no, no. no! Okay. So this has been moved. It was in the cupboard. Right. Now it's out on the side. It might have really rocketed off. <laughs> now it's out on the side. Yeah. And no one has moulded that wine. It has been drunk co- cold as is out the bottle, half the bottle. My mum cat sat for a weekend. Could have been the cat. It's not the cat's. It's even my mum... Oh, it's my girlfriend's friend Lauren. out. Oh, and me you can out. keep this in the podcast. Hear me out, because Willie. Oh, it's it feels Willy? like it feels like Willie might Willy have done this. Snuck over. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Where do you live? You... Actually, don't answer that question. <laughs> I'm
2: not going to tell you because then you will tell Willie. <laughs> he's <laughs> just there rustling over. away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got enough cats. They'll catch him. That big mouse. Yeah. <laughs> they'll uh, swarm him. They'll swarm him. they will take him down. Big mouse, Willie. <laughs>
3: yeah, he would. He would be the type of person to. To drink an entire bottle of mold wine as well. Yeah. Because he has to think he's not he's not an alcoholic, right? But okay. if he's definitely not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I said he's not an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. That because that makes him sound like,
1: he is? like he, is. <laughs> he is an alcoholic, yeah. But I've
3: witnessed that man because because food Christmas. is such a newer experience to him because of all of the years of touring and just ignoring food. Yeah. I witnessed him drink. Like an entire bottle of Bailey's because he couldn't get over how delicious it was. Yeah. Like he just was yeah, like, oh sure. yeah, let me just have this, and he's like, oh my god, it's so good. It tastes like milkshake. Drank the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you
2: yeah. you would have done that. Yeah. That really difficult. Really yeah. difficult to stop drinking yeah. Bailey's. Yeah. you ever
3: have like the the strawberries and cream one?
2: No, I think that'd be too much. For, That's I unreal. Know it's unreal. Like
3: and the yeah. salted caramel one. And actually, mm. there is mm? a Irish cream liqueur from County Waterford. Yeah. which is like a white chocolate-based cream liqueur. Oh, God. Great. And it's called Cool Swan. Okay. And it's it's from County Waterford, which is where all my family are from. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I've had Cool Swan. I had to do like a taste test of things for Observer it's Food like Monthly. It's like white.
3: It's like bright white. Yeah, I've had it. Isn't yeah, yeah, it yeah. the most delicious thing you've ever had in your life?
1: I really, I really liked it. But yeah. it was taste, tasting something and going, I can't have this ever again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so, I'll chug it.
3: So yeah, so me and Willie have easily, on a Christmas or a New Year's, had an entire leisure between the two of us nice. like, very easily it's so good it's so tasty so yeah. that's actually technically my my dream drink if it was just I'm drinking and there's no food involved is probably a cool swan over ice honestly
2: well listen a lot of the time we have let people pair different drinks for different courses mm-hmm. so if you want for your dream drink cool swan yeah. And those wines can be with your, come out with your courses. <gasps>
3: okay, amazing. You can have
2: Cool Swan as a yeah. digestive. Because
3: end. Cool mm. Swan over ice would actually go with my dessert.
2: Oh, there you go. Well, let's get on to the dessert then. Okay. What is your dream dessert?
3: So, this is embarrassing. My, my sister told me not to say this because she said it would be embarrassingly egotistical of me. But um, mm. last week, I made. <laughs> yes. I made a dessert and it is hands down the best dessert I've had this year. Great. But it is followed to the T from the love of my life, Nigella Lawson's cookie repeat.
0: Repeat.
3: It is a bread and butter Christmas pudding recipe. So it's Mm -hmm. like a Christmas bread and butter pudding, right?
1: Oh my God. That sounds amazing. It is
3: genuinely the nicest. Like I had to physically stop myself from having like six bowls of it. It was so good. I actually made it for I was in I in Suffolk with Willie's mom and dad. And I didn't realize that, shout out Steve, bread and butter pudding is his favorite thing of all time. And he's not a man of many, many words, but his dad, after I made the bread and butter <laughs> kept doing that classic like older English man thing of like taking me aside, maybe three times over the course that he would just like take me aside and be like, I really loved that. Like staring me like deeply in the eyes and yeah. like putting his hand That's on my shoulder and being like, yeah. I really loved that. I really, lo-. like he was, like almost tears in his eyes over yeah. how much he loved it. Like it was so cute. What's your like, Bordier? It was really, really low
1: Bordier levels. He's kind yeah. of, he
3: was giving Bordier. Yeah. But so the Christmas bread and butter pudding recipe yeah, by Queen of My Life, Nigella Lawson. It is obviously stale white sandwich bread, grand, mm. butter both sides. Traditionally, you just chopped it up into triangles and you like lie it down and you pour the custard over it because she's a fucking genius. She was like, oh, mincemeat, right? Like mincemeat that you put in a Mm -hmm. mince pie. You make mincemeat sandwiches. So you you mince, you put a big thick layer of mincemeat and then you put the bread on top and you cut up triangular sandwiches and then you lie that down in the pan Mm. and then you pour the custard over and you bake it. Because traditionally, right, you put like, you know, raisins, sultanas over the top. They just get dry. They yeah, get yeah. Bit dry they just sit the on oven. the
1: top, yeah.
3: Or it's like, you know, or the pudding is too wet or the whatever. But this is actually because the mincemeat and stuff is like in the body of it. And it's not too much. It's not overpowering. It just like, st- it all is perfect. It is like the perfect texture and the perfect consistency. And the raisins are perfect. The mince meat is perfect. Everything about it is absolutely perfect perfect it is like the nicest dessert i've had all year
1: is there anything else in the custard that makes it more christmassy or is it like just the vanilla
3: it's just like vanilla like eggs i actually i think i put an extra egg into the custard then said in the recipe just because i had another egg and maybe not enough double cream but it's like full fat milk double cream eggs cinnamon sugar not too much sugar that was only yeah. like two heaped teaspoons of caster sugar it's not you got like mince
1: meat and stuff right yeah you so, got yeah. Mince
3: meat and everything and that custard actually when i finished making that custard i like i probably should have had a little sip of the raw shabarin because it's just got eggs in it but oh my god it was unreal and then you just pour that over and then you bake it for like 40 minutes oh. and then i served it with a very hot custard really yeah i did hot enough i don't usually do that but i was kind of just like i think i want hot custard with this and i think it was the right call mm. Mm. But that's where I'm saying I could have cool swan over ice yeah, yeah, yeah. as my drink because I actually think mm. all those flavors would go very well together.
2: Yeah, it might that be a bit good.
3: sweet and overpowering, but oh my god, that is the nicest dessert I've had in a very long time, that and I just amazing. made it myself, and it's so easy.
1: I'm, I? I want to make that now. It's so easy it.
3: and actually very like cheap, like cost. Like you don't need like loads of stuff. It's like a sliced pan of bread loads of butter there's a Mm. lot of butter in this recipe should have pointed out because you're buttering both sides of each of the slices of bread that you're using and then also you have to put loads of butter down in the pan so that it like lifts off maybe explains why it's like one of my favourite recipes but it's really really good you
1: got me excited for Christmas now
3: you should just make in not Christmas. I'm probably going to make that tonight, to be honest yeah. with you, because mm. I keep talking about it. And my sister Roshi keeps going mad. She's like, Why did you make it for me? She's really jealous. Love you, sis. She's in the next room. Lovely, yeah. yeah.
1: lovely impression yeah. you did of your sister. She's, yeah, just, it was good. she's real
3: jealous, you yeah. know. She always has been when she's good. Like, any... I only
1: met her briefly, but she didn't sound like that when I met her. No, it didn't no. sound like that.
3: She sounds exactly like me. My sister's, I have two sisters, and we all sound exactly the same when we talk, but we're just all very different, you know, that kind of way. Um, yeah. She's a nurse and has like a real job and stuff and lives in Australia. Come on, and you've got like, a real job. She's an adrenaline junkie. She jumps out of planes and stuff like that. That's not for you? Absolutely not. No. I I, I get, like, I was talking about this. I don't need adrenaline. I don't need high thrill. My adrenaline starts pumping if I'm, like, if the bus is in two minutes and I'm a one-minute walk away. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I start to go, <laughs> like that. So, jumping out of a plane, I'd probably just die. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'd just, like, pass out in the air and not come back to life, I think.
2: What if someone made you walk the plank out of a plane?
3: I'd be grand, actually. I'd be like, well, I'd just be ready to die at that point. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If someone was like, walk the plank out of a plane, I wouldn't do it slowly. I'd just lob myself out and be like, let's go. Yeah. End of life. I've had a good run, you know.
2: Yeah. I think if I, if I had to accept it at that point, I'd maybe just leg it down the plank. Yeah. Just have, a, have one last hurrah.
3: Leg it down the plank and have a good look at the scenery, you know. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. you get thrown off a plane in like a nice... Location, do you know sure. what I mean? And you don't spin out so that you die before you hit the ground. You know the way some people do that—they jump out yeah, of the plane and they go, bruh, 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 and on their <sighs> head like disconnects from their body or whatever.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No, no. you what want to have you a look. Jumped off the plank from the plane, and then you landed on another plank coming out of a pirate ship.
3: <laughs> what if no. that
2: happened? And you walked the plank twice.
3: I mean, surely that plank would just split you in half. Yeah, the you'd speed think. you're going. At, yeah, would be like I mean?
2: sitting on a Spanish donkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll read your menu back to you now. See how you okay. feel about it. Okay. You would like still water. Mm-hmm. You would like a French baguette with a flight of Bordier butter. Starter, you would like buttered parmesan, artichoke, and broccolini. Buttered. Butter. Battered. 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 Sorry, there's so much We're butter. We're thinking about butter. Yeah, We're on thinking this yeah. menu about butter. That we'll I put thought we'll surely butter on that for you as, as well. buttered. Yeah. 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 Main course, risotto with poached salmon and mussels from 24 Le Restaurant mm. in Paris. Paris? No one's ever said Paris before. <laughs> Side dish, butter beans, cooked in stock and butter. Drink. Well, we've got the Chablis here for all the courses, but then with the dessert, you're going to bring out the Cool Swan, because you're having Christmas bread and butter pudding, Alan Nigella Lawson, with steaming hot custard.
3: Mm. steaming hot custard.
2: That sounds really good. Yeah. I Thank would you. like to eat, I, I think I would definitely want that bread and butter pudding, definitely want that main course. Mm. I want all of it. Oh yeah, all of it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. those two are like. I want the Bordier butter.
3: Yeah, Straight I get that so butter. actually. Yeah. yeah, I want that body. I mean, do before... you just get loads of SponCon food like sentias for doing all this? Yeah, that's my quite dream. often. What do you want? I want all of the food that <laughs> I just. I definitely want Bordier butter. I'm not
1: sure Bord. I, I can't see Bordier getting in contact and sending no. some butter over. No, cool. they're
3: too exclusive. That's why it's special.
1: I reckon yeah. the Cool Swan people might get in contact with you.
3: Cool Swan people of County Waterford. My. Nanny is Noreen Lanigan and she's from Dungarvan and uh, <laughs> let me tell you original name Noonan uh, if you don't send me some bottles of Cool Swan for plugging you so hard mm. uh, my family be after you
1: yeah mm. there's
3: about 75 million of them in County Waterford so be careful
1: lovely started look. well I think Love, they probably threat. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they might have sent you some stuff
2: originally, and then yeah. you, you said that your family are going to be after them. Okay,
3: yes. I take it back. I
2: love you. <laughs> and Listen, if the people at Whitaker's Chocolate are listening, if you don't send me some fucking chocolate, I'm going to send my dad round your house. And he's going to fucking stab you in the kneecaps with a screwdriver. And if there's any pirates listening, please, please Arr. don't make us. Do not make me want to plug. I would hate it. Please.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Seamat. Thank you. For Thank having you, Seamat.
2: we are, James. A great menu from CMAT. A delicious menu. No danger of KFC coming up in that menu. You surprised yourself with a cough then, didn't you? I did. I can't believe that happened. You didn't know you were going to cough, and you coughed, and you looked all confused, like a baby sneezed for the first time. We've just had lunch,
1: um, so I think we're all a bit tired. You think?
2: Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. A little baby. Why would I say we're all a bit? I mean, it's just you. Yeah, man. (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. You did a cough that surprised yourself, but... C Matt didn't choose KFC. No, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, and chose some absolutely delicious dishes and crazy mad comma for me. Is, is out now. now. Thank you so much, C Matt, for coming on the podcast. Uh, wonderful stories, and you know, it's it, it, I, I I've I would say at some point if we can get the Butter Man on the podcast, yes. make that episode happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that C Matt talked about who I'd like to get on the podcast. Really. Willy.
1: That's the first time we've ever said Willy at the same time.
2: That's no, not. Oh yeah.
1: Thank you very much to see Matt. We will see you again sometime soon. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.
0: <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.